Welcome to Category 5 Technology TV. This is episode number 541. Tonight, we're going to be looking at the GNU Image Manipulation Program, how to create avatars from an image. Yes, and as well, we're going to be giving away a copy of Dead Effect 2 VR, so hopefully you've got your ballot in for that. And we're also going to be finding out just where you rank on Google as the bald nerd. More of that from around the world? Mm-hmm. What? Ah, I've got Cody as well. We're going to be looking at how to get Cody all set up on your computer and deploy the Category 5 TV network on your Cody de- uh, installation so that you can watch any of our shows or watch us live right in Cody. You want to stick around? We'll be right back. This is Category 5 Technology TV. Recordings are trusted only to solid-state drives by Kingston Technology. Revive your computer for improved performance and reliability over traditional hard drives with Kingston SSDs. Category 5.tv streams live with Telestream Wirecast and Nimble Streamer. Tune in every week on Roku, Kodi, Plex, and other HLS video players. For local showtimes, visit Category5.tv. Category5.tv is a member of the Tech Podcast Network. If it's tech, it's here. Cat5.tv slash TPN. And the International Association of Internet Broadcasters, cat5.tv slash IAIB. Hey, welcome to the show. This is episode number 541. My name's Robbie. I'm Sasha. And I'm Jeff. And we're on opposite sides. Yes, we've it's like kind of messed everything with around. We've got all these new studio sets that we've been working out. So uh, is this messing with you? It is a you little bit. Do you know where to look? Are you looking over there? I, I feel like I'm going to turn and be like, what do you think, Sasha? <laughs> I don't Sasha? like I don't like change, so I'm always in the middle. I well, actually it's all prefer about this. I actually feel like this is my good side. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Perfectly planned. All right. Hey, welcome to the show. Uh, I want to say thank you again this week to our Torrent Seeds. Uh, Those are the folks who have downloaded seasons upon seasons of Category 5 TV absolutely free through our BitTorrent server. And then they are then seeding that or distributing it forward, uh, paying it forward, if you will, and uh, allowing other people to download it through their download. So the more people who seed, the faster other people can download our shows and also um, the less it costs us here at Studio D in order to distribute the show. And because we do this for free, because we offer Category 5 TV to you for free, it's a great way you can help us out. So thank you to everyone who is pitching in with that. Uh, Last week, Jeff, you were away. I was away. Unfortunately, was here. It was a great show. I always miss the good shows. I'm the number one bald nerd in the world. In the world! In the world! Well, there's a whole lot of bald nerds That's in the world. Go- there are a lot, like 700,000 of us, apparently. Uh, wow. But, uh, I would have thought the number would be higher. <laughs> well, at least those who come up in Google. Oh, fair enough. Yes. But you're number one. That's exciting. Also, Subno, when you Google my name, I show up first. My, but my name. Like, not like, like, this is bald nerd. But Rickman? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sure I come up for Robbie but Ferguson. But is it Rickman but that comes up? Bald nerd. Or, or is it Dermatis? Both, right? So it's it's adapted that quickly. Yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah. Google learns. Google's AI is like, oh, she's married now. Wow. See, every once in a while, I will Google my name, and I always get some sort of executive from the mid-US that pops up, Mm. and I'm like, that is not me. All right, all right. Yeah. Uh, classic, important enough. classic TV ads refers back to our episode last week where we were talking about me being the number one bald nerd <laughs> in the world. This is a true story. If you go to Google and you type in bald nerd, there are a bunch of pictures that come up in Google Images and... They are you. I'm the first one. And so I didn't know whether that's something to be proud of, Jeff. Yes. Or if that's something to be... I think it's marketability. It's. I think you should have a T-shirt made. <laughs> a T-shirt that just says, Never. "I am the bald nerd." Yes. The yes. Number one bald nerd. Yes. I'm the. No- and then nice. you should have a coffee mug that says "Number one bald mm. nerd." Wow, this is should- really getting to be an expensive thing. Yeah. It is, but I, all these custom-made things. You know how they used to be the thing where it's like, "Oh, what does lazy mean?" Well, look. So look it up in the dictionary. You'll see so and so's picture. Yes. It's like. Look, Look up, up bald nerd, bald nerd and, <laughs> <laughs> and there I am. That's right. What right. did classic TV ads say, Sasha? You're the number one in the Google U- UK search as well. Yes. So, awesome. There you go. And there's probably bald nerds in UK. 
Oh, definitely a, a few of us. I would think yeah. so. But you're and, the one. And for being a Ferguson, um, you know, there are a few of us to, to compete over the first place spot. Mm-hmm. It's Noah. true. Mm-hmm. Noah in Germany says that you're... In Germany? In Germany. I must be number 10 in Germany. You are number one in Germany. Number one in Germany! But there are only 685,000 results. That's it? That's all. So a oh. little less competition for the number That's one spot. Not quite as impressive in Germany. Right. Lloyd Bremerman says, you're number one in Yakima, Washington. Yes! I've never heard of Yakima. <laughs> I, my life goals and dreams have been fulfilled. Is it going to be on your resume now? Your CV is just going to read number one bald nerd? Enough said. Mic drop. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to change my nick to the bald nerd. There right. we go. Hey, y'all. Okay, so last week we were using the JVC HV um, 170. Yes. U. Yes. U. And it was pulsing in and out of focus. I noticed this. You noticed this? Yes, because I did watch live. Even though I wasn't on the show, I did watch Jack live. Jack Smarted Min mentioned it as well. He, uh, okay. And he says, anybody else see the blinking? The blinking. Weird. The blinking right. was actually, it's this whole, we're constantly evolving here at Category 5 TV from new studio sets to new cameras to doing what we can to bring you the best quality that, that we possibly can on the budget that we have. And one of the great things that we have now, Sasha, is... We have a real teleprompter. A real one. Mm-hmm. So. And that means there is glass in front of the camera. And as I'm looking at you, camera... I see here are the stories we're covering this week. That is what I see instead of a lens. Yes. That's just great. waiting for you. It took me till the it's end just of waiting the for show. You. The end of the show last that week was to realize so where funny. the camera actually was. Oh, yeah. That was <laughs> hilarious. Where did it go? Where is the camera? <laughs> <laughs> I will say, though, I, I had no clue you'd added this feature. Okay. And I was sitting in my hotel room and watching the feed through Facebook. Mm-hmm. And I'm... Looking at Sasha do the news, I'm like, wow, she has got some great camera presence. Like she, I feel like she's staring contact. at me. Oh, yeah. I had no clue. Thanks. <laughs> and then you're like, where's the camera? <laughs> <laughs> what am I even looking I'm like, at? These are not computing. But yeah, no, it was, it was absolutely phenomenal. So well done. So just so you're aware, that pulsing effect that we had last week was because the camera, which is a new camera to us, so we didn't know how to turn off the autofocus. Right. I didn't know how. I, I think I figured it out the tonight. Manual. I think I figured it out tonight. Tell me if everything looks okay tonight, chat room. But that glass in front of the camera lens right. was causing it to freak out and go, I don't know where to focus. I don't know. So it would focus on the glass and then it would focus back out again. Right. And so that's what was actually happening. Okay. It's fixed now. So we learn. We well, learn. It's, I've turned off autofocus. Yeah. So, um, so hopefully, like I pressed, there's a button that says MF. <laughs> Which is manual focus. Right. There's a lot of buttons on this camera, folks. <laughs> there are a so lot I'm, of buttons. So I'm learning that MF is probably the one to push. It could be. Yeah. <laughs> so let's hope that tonight things look spectacularly good. Mm-hmm. We've got a fantastic show for you. Jeff's here. Sasha's here. The Bald Nerd's here. And we're going to be looking at Cody and getting the Category 5 TV channel working on Cody. Stick around. Jeff Weston. Yaman. You're building a brand new beautiful website. What? Aren't you? No. Am I? You're a terrible actor. What? This is where acting comes into play. Oh, I didn't know we were acting. You're supposed to act. Okay, fair enough. I'm building a really cool website. Are you building a really cool website? Just because Jeff is confused doesn't mean you have to be. Visit cat5.tv slash dreamhost to sign up for unlimited web hosting for your website with unlimited email accounts, MySQL databases, the latest version of PHP, WordPress, and more, and even a free domain name registration. It's less than $6 per month, so sign up today. cat5.tv slash dreamhost. (laughs) 
Welcome back. This is Category 5 Technology TV, episode number 541. So great to have you here joining us on the show. And uh, it's been uh, it's been quite a ride. 541 episodes, and we're going strong. I know. It's great. We're already planning for season 12. That's wild. Whoa. I cannot believe it's been so long. It feels like a flash. I like, know. it really actually has gone by. Every hour goes by, like, a minute. And then... Yeah, absolutely, okay. absolutely. And I hope you've been enjoying the show and everything that we've been bringing you. Um, tonight, as I mentioned, we're going to be looking at Cody. Why are we doing that? Well, because the question keeps coming in, how do I get Category 5 on Cody? Mm-hmm. We tried to tackle it on a past episode. We'll talk about that, but it failed because there was a bug an incompatibility with the current version of Cody at that time. That's since been fixed. Mm -hmm. So tonight we're readdressing that and going back and we're going to learn all about it. Good times. Mm -hmm. Excellent. We still have some copies of Dead Effect for a giveaway. Oh, Dead Effect 2 VR. How can we win that? We can win that. You we, as in that. you. We, as in you, can win that by emailing your ballot. So contest at category5.tv. Let us know where you're watching from. So how you watch and where you're from, right? That's all there is That's to it. it. That's and you it. can win Dead Effect 2 VR. Big Put on your VR off. headset, install it on Steam, so and you're playing. Good. Oh, and, yeah! Now that I have read the book Ready Player One, which you should. Read. This is what you want. This is this, what I you're like. Just diving into VR now. I just want to be. I want my nice. whole life to be VR. You do oh. not want your life to be Dead Effect Two VR. No. no, no. I actually want The Witcher in like VR. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, that's enough about me. So, How about you? Where are you watching from? <laughs> you've <laughs> you cast, yeah, you've casted your ballots. You've sent them into contest at category5.tv. We have amounted not hundreds, not thousands, but several of your ballots. And so tonight is your chance to win. All right. This week's winner is, and can I get a drum roll? <laughs> that's all I can do. <laughs> what was that? I have no idea. I, that was a little. I am just. You know, you in did. hindsight, what you did was better. What you did was called a raspberry. Uh, okay. I'm, I'm picturing like somebody in front of a baby. <laughs> oh, you're so cute. Oh, I'm thinking of Liam right now. Thinking of my boy. Oh, wow. Okay. That was just very anticlimactic. Ron Morris said, I am so sorry. That got ruined for you, but you are the winner. Ron Morissette. Now, you did say where buddy. you were watching from, but you did oh, okay. tell us that you were watching through a Roku on, get this, a 70-inch 4K TV. So we oh, are large yeah. and beautiful. I pick it up what you're laying down. That's the way I like to roll. Very yep. nice. Very nice. So congratulations. congratulations. Yeah, we will email you the installation code for Dead Effect 2 VR on Steam. It's a Steam code. It's all mm-hmm. you got to do. And then you can install it. Oh, it's very easy to install on Steam. You don't need... Discs anymore. I know. Sasha was like, "Oh, look, my laptop has this CD-ROM drive." I didn't drive. Even know that they had those anymore. They don't. I we had a, have one. We had a customer call up and say, "I want that laptop, but I want it with a an optical drive, DVD drive." Yeah. So and we looked into it, and you, we literally could not get it. Can, it's can, not available. You can send, sell them mine. <laughs> there you go. You can buy. You can buy an external still, right. like a USB three or something yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. And it's it's just, it's just a tiny little disk drive that you can have as an external device, and that works. They're like twenty five bucks. So yeah, they're not much. Can't but go wrong with that. Truth be told, if you have any sort of like DVDs or CDs and you store them improperly, you probably don't read anyway. So you probably don't need one. Maybe not. But see, True. I I am one. Of, uh, by no means am I a tech hoarder, but I refuse to give up any software that I've purchased. So I, I still have like games from floppy drives yeah. <laughs> sitting at home. But I, I'm currently going through the process of ISOing all my CDs yeah. so that I've got That's a digital it. record of it. That way I can toss the plastic, but actually keep the disc. Mm-hmm. Because I know at some point you're not even going to be able to get external CD drives. I actually, as strange as this is, I hold on to the discs. Yeah. I box them and they're in my garage because I don't know why, but part of me thinks, you know, one day, uh, you know, somebody will come around and, hey, do you have the license to use that software? It's never going to happen. Right. Well, that's actually, that's a good I, point. Yeah. And I still do that. But case in point, um, Lindos. Yeah. I had my Lindos oh, disc. that's heartbreaking, that's Jeff. Right. That's oh. heartbreaking. I know. I had a... We oh, talked I don't about need this. this anymore. I know. We talked about this just after the uh, new year. 
I had a Lindos disc that I cleaned through all my discs. I had ISOed, I tossed it out, and then that week, Robbie's like, by the way, back. Lin Spire is back, which is the evolution of Lindos. Yeah. So. Yes. Mm-hmm. I that still have the case, keepsake, buddy. not the disc. I was yeah. like, oh, so painful. So depressing. Yeah. So speaking of software that you can install without the need for a CD mm-hmm. or yes. uh, any kind of media whatsoever... Tonight we're looking at Cody. If you head on over to Cody.tv and on their website, you're going to find the ability to download what's called Cody Media Center. If you click on download, you'll see this is great because it's compatible with all different kinds of operating systems. So if you're looking, if you're using this on Windows, Linux, Mac, it doesn't matter. Choose your weapon. Even Android and Raspberry Pi. And iOS, how do you like that? So once you have Kodi installed, now all of a sudden you've got a a media center installed on your computer that allows you to watch tons of different videos. What's neat about Kodi is it is add-on, how do you say, it's add-on compatible. It uses add-ons to bring content to the system. You'll notice if you look at their website just above the downloads, it actually says, and they can't be any clearer than this, the official Kodi version does not contain any content whatsoever. This means, of course, that you need to actually install um, add-ons or channels and things like that in order to get maybe RSS feeds, whatever it is that you need in order to get content onto Kodi. It's strictly a player. The reason that that is like that and the reason that they are so firm about that is because, as we've mentioned on the show before, Kodi has been used for illicit reasons. So you're talking um, uh, video piracy, the ability to watch shows that you do not legally have the entitlement to to watch. Um, Could one of you take, uh, it was actually Dave Cooper who sent in a a query regarding Mm -hmm. Cody. So Dave says, how about a show on Cody and TV movie apps for it? Uh, Also, I searched for Cat5 on Cody and found nothing. A lot of people here in Ohio, uh, that's in the U.S., uh, are very interested. So a show on the ins and outs would be just great. Thank you. And that's the thing. If you install Cody, you get nothing with it. Right. You, you bring it up and you'll be like, okay, well, what am I supposed to do with this now? Yeah. Right? It's not, everything's not there. It's not ready to go. It's like when you right. install an OS like Windows and you don't get an office suite. Well, right. what do you do? We download it. You, no, well, no, you yes, could I, install LibreOffice, yeah, absolutely. Yes. LibreOffice is a free alternative. But traditionally, people don't n- maybe know that, and so they go and install, a, a, purchase a copy of Microsoft right. Office or something right. like that. Yes. Kodi is bare bones, and you need to actually add things like add-ons. So tonight I'm going to show you how to install the Category 5 TV add-on. That gives you access to not only the live show, but any of our back, uh, back content as well. So what we're going to do is we're going to bring up our website. Now, having already installed Kodi on my computer um, and assuming that you're going to have done the same, um, Kodi is available in your repositories on Linux. So you don't have to go to their website and download it in order to install it on Linux. You can just go into your favorite package manager and type in Kodi, K-O-D-I, and you're going to be able to grab that. If you don't have access to it, if you're on Windows or Mac and you don't have a, uh, a package manager that works the way that Linux does, you can just uh, go over to Kodi.tv. Again, it's spelt K-O-D-I. So if I head over to our website, category 5tv TV. Jeff is much taller than Sasha and I. Um, so we're going to scroll all the way down to the very bottom of the site. I'm not sure. Uh, yeah, I think that's where we're going to go anyways. I may put a, a more prominent um, link in, in the top bar here because that would probably be a good idea. But in the meantime, if you go to, down to the bottom, you'll see links. And there's a button that says simply subscribe. And when you click on subscribe, you see Roku, Kodi, and Plex. Now, it was mentioned there, Dave mentioned that you got into Kodi and you started searching around the channel store looking for a Category 5 add-on, and it's not there. And we really, really do hope that eventually 
it will be there. Mm-hmm. There's actually, uh, I have an issue listed on GitHub on the Cody add-ons page requesting that somebody do a PR to add our channel to the, uh, to the official add-ons. It hasn't happened yet. I don't know what kind of turnaround we should expect from that. If somebody is a coder and wants to do that PR, hey, I'd welcome you to do so. Our channel's ready to go. It's Just tell to- them that you're the number one bald nerd. If they I should tell jump them right that, they'll be like, what kind of qualification is that? Top of Google, man. Your mom may be proud, Robbie. Google me. But say. Yeah, Google, Google bald nerd. Do you know who you're talking who, to? Yeah. <laughs> That's... <laughs> It's just like me, too. (laughs) So here on our website, anyways, in the meantime, Dave, and anyone else who wants it, all you have to do is just go to our website, category5.tv, click on subscribe in the the footer, and then download Cody plugin. And that's going to give you the file. So I've got it. There it is. So now that I have that download, did you notice how quick that was? Now, I'm doing this on Windows 10. You can be doing this on any platform. Now that I've got Kodi already installed, uh, because I did that on a previous show, I'm going to bring that up. And this is what Kodi looks like out of the box. Well, my library is empty. Fantastic. What good is that for me? Uh, So what I want to do, you know, I click on TV shows and I say, well, there's nothing there. And I click on music. Oh, there's nothing there. So I'm going to go add-ons, keeping in mind that I have already downloaded that add-on from Category5.tv now. So it's on my hard drive as a what? A zip file from GitHub. So knowing that it is a zip file, I'm going to go over to... um, Well, I'm going to go video, let's see here, add-ons, my add-ons, go up a folder, and then install from zip file, that's what I want to find. The interface, I find, is a little bit clunky, but you will find your way around, and it changes from version to version, and I hate that. I hate that. You know, you, you'll install an old version, and this may be obsolete. What? Sorry, I just sneezed. Oh, bless you. That was a sneeze? That was a sneeze. I'm like, I thought that was a headbutt. No, I'm like, hold it in. Don't let it be seen. And oh, then no, you the switch to the on wide me. view. I'm oh, like, no, the camera's ah, this me. isn't going to go well. <laughs> I feel like I've got, like, Ontario weather going on. <laughs> it's true. It's true. My red. I'm back, to, I'm back to the show. <laughs> I, I really don't like it when interfaces change, and this one is no exception. It, it does change from version to version. Yes. But you're going to find your way around. What we need is that add-ons install from zip file. Now that I've done that, I can go maybe my home folder. No, that doesn't take me there. So instead, I'm going to go to C and then users, because I'm on Windows, right? So Robbie and then downloads is where my downloads are located, and I've got plugin.video.category5-master. I've got two of them, and that's because I downloaded it before the show, just in case our internet was wonky. So I'm going to click on the first one there, and what do you see? Category 5 add-on installed. What? It was that easy? Let's go back. And you notice how I'm navigating forward and back and things like that. Right-click takes me back. Right-click on my mouse, and left-click takes me forward. So that's how I'm going back is by a right-click. Okay, so if I go to video add-ons now, what do I see? Category Category 5. TV network. So it's not just Category 5 technology TV. This is the entire network. So let's click onto that. And look at us. Wow. So we've got the Category 5.TV newsroom. We've got immersive nature sounds, which is uh, like... Uh, nature recordings and uh, binaural, so you can hear it in on headphones. You can hear the birds coming up behind you and things like that. Amazing. Pretty cool stuff. Uh, what else have we got? We've got new every day. Sorry, I'm learning the foot switches. Uh, new every day. That's our faith broadcast that happens every week. We've got scratch game coding for kids. That is more timers new show. We've got tech clips from Category 5 Technology TV. Of course, Technology TV as well. The Drone Zone, the Pixel Shadow, the Show Show, and the live broadcast as well. When we are live, that will work. So if I go into, for example, tech clips, you're going to see the seasons that are currently available for that particular broadcast. I'm going to go into season 11. And you'll notice that not all the seasons are there for tech clips, and that is simply because we haven't always done all the editing that is required in order to have something like tech clips. Right. So the ones that are there, I can actually... Look at that. I can just highlight it. I can find the clip that I want, and I can click on it to view. Very nice. I can right-click to go back, 
and oh how do I get see what I mean the interface is a little bit wonky I, I need to actually navigate dot dot okay so go back to category 5 technology TV look at that so we've got seasons 1 2 3 4 5 6 7 8 9 10 and 11 wow just like that and again this is absolutely free and it's officially supported and there you go with last week's episode and two weeks ago and so on so it's as simple as that to get category 5 TV network uh, up on your Kodi installation. Kodi is again free at Kodi.tv. We are not yet officially in the Kodi add-ons ecosystem, so you can't just right. do a search within Kodi for Category 5 yet. Um, but in the meantime, you can install our channel by going to our website, Category5.tv, scrolling down all the way to the bottom and clicking on subscribe, and then you'll see the Kodi add-on. Easy as that. Pretty easy. Good times. And this week it worked. Yes. Awesome. Because we've got a lot of folks that have been helping out. Check out the, uh, the change logs and everything. Uh, if you go to our GitHub page, you'll see everybody who's been pitching in to make that possible. All right, we've got to take a really quick break. Is that cool? That is cool. Whew. And when we come back, we are going to be looking at how to create an avatar using the GIMP. You've got mad skills, now hone them. Learn new skills or improve your existing ones with online video tutorials and training from lynda.com through our special link at cat5.tv slash lynda. Learn software, technology, creative and business skills that you can use today to help you achieve your professional goals. Join today and start learning. We'll give you this chance to try it absolutely free with unlimited access to all of the courses. Sign up now for free, cat5.tv slash linda. Hi, and welcome back. This is Category 5 Technology TV. I'm Sasha. Bald nerd. <laughs> I'm Jack. That was so flat. <laughs> what? That was... Hi, welcome back to Category 5 Technology TV. Hey, don't Hi. judge her. Don't judge her. <sighs> I thought it was great, Sasha. Thank you. And tonight, we're covering so many different things. We are. <laughs> and we like put we're all over the, the place. It's like ping pong. Absolutely. Um, so we have covered the GNU Image Manipulation Program several times on the mm -hmm. show. It's a great application. It's a great alternative to commercial software being... Adobe Photoshop. Mm -hmm. So the GNU Image Manipulation Program is a free image editor, and you can get it at GIMP.org. It's compatible with Windows, Linux, Mac. So no matter what system you have, you can use it. Um, so what I am going to be showing you tonight, now we've shown how to crop and how to resize images and things like that, but never, not, not necessarily, maybe sometime in the past 451 episodes or whatever it's been, uh, or 541 episode. That's right. Episodes, yeah. even more. Um, to show you how to actually create an avatar and what that is. Now, when you create a Twitter account or Facebook or something like that, you need that perfectly square picture and it also needs to be the right size you asked about size of images like how big should the image be right well if you upload a, an image that's too big to social media it might get rejected because it might be too large for the specifications that they right. have for an avatar so my daughter has been good enough to provide for us tonight uh, one of her drawings to use for the example. And so what I'm going to show you how to do is, first of all, we're going to get into cropping. So this is the GNU Image Manipulation Program running in single window mode, which makes it feel a little more like Photoshop for those of you who are used to it. I'm going to grab the Rectangle Select tool here. And you'll notice as I drag the Rectangle Select tool, I've got this chance to make it all kinds of proportions. See that? Now, as soon as soon as I'm dragging that and at the same time click the left shift key on my keyboard, watch what happens. Click. Oh. Now it is a exact proportional square. So we're no longer working with a dynamic rectangle, we're working with a square. So I can take that and I can put that around the face 
which is going to be probably what I want for the avatar. And I'm going to zoom in just a little bit there so that you can see that a little bit better. And now if I'm not too happy with the crop, I can actually drag that and again, hold in the shift key, and it gives me that proportional exact square once again. And then I can drag in the center to move that around. I like the GIMP for that. It's better than the Photoshop uh, way of doing things. Um, so there we go. So now that I've got that crop, I'm going to bring that down, crop off a little bit of the hair at the top. I'm going to right-click and go Image, Crop to Selection. So now I've got that. If I want to bring it in a little bit tighter, I can go Control-A for Select All, and then click, and then drag, and again, holding my Shift key to make it a little tighter, uh, but also proportional. See how the GIMP allows you to rescale the, um, the scaling tool, mm -hmm. even though you've already selected the marquee? I do love that. I don't want to lose the her her 2018 tally there. So there we go. So now crop that in. Boom. So I would say that's pretty perfect. So now the next thing that I'm going to do is let's touch this up just a little bit. I'm going to go colors, levels, and with levels I can do some pretty cool stuff. This is the um, the highlight. See that um, that kind of curve there? Yes. Those are the highlights. So if I move toward that, no, those are the shadows. Well, I'm backwards. Pardon me. If I move toward that, I'm going to get... No, those aren't highlights. My mistake. I'm right. So, so this is where with, you adjust with your the, lighting levels. Yeah, kind of lighting and things like that. Those are highlights. I'm just getting confused because it's backwards and normally we don't have so much white. Um, if I bring in the shadows, which is the left... See how it gets darker and darker and darker and darker. It's also much crisper. Those blacks you get. Really yes, out. exactly. You get much more of a digital look to it versus a scan. So you can do all kinds of things like that just to touch it up. And I would just do that to um, just to kind of clean it up and make it look a little more vibrant. See how you can drag those little triangles around. Play around with that. Get used to it. Um, there's no science to it beyond just kind of feeling where the the colors uh, work. But when you look at the graph or the uh, the curve here, you can kind of see that that's the direction I want to move toward because I have very little shadows in this image. So by moving it toward here, I'm going to get more shadows. So, okay. Now, here's the thing that you may not realize with this image, folks, is that it is huge. If I look up here, 1322 by 1322. So if I view that in full size, it's quite massive. So if I save that as just a JPEG image, let's try it. And I'm going to turn on, and notice I'm overwriting. You probably want to, I should, just for best practice, let's call it something else. Because I don't want to overwrite my master image. So if I show preview, it's going to tell me that that is a 2.4 megabyte file. Well, I know that YouTube, for example, only allows two megs, so I need to make it smaller. I can either scale it down, or I can bring down the compression so that the quality is a little less. And with 90% uh, quality, which is 10% compression, it goes down to 751.6 kilobytes, which is much, much smaller. So that's good. So if the problem is size, that's going to solve it for us as far as file size. If, however, the website has proportional issues that they say, look, it can only be 500 by 500, then we need to go image, scale image, and we're going to go 500 by 500 and make sure that that is proportional. And if you have it, see if you can go with, like, uh, with some... Uh, better interpolation. We'll go with sync here for today. This is an older version of GIMP. It's not the uh, the beta. But now if I hit scale, now that is my full-sized image. So it's 500 by 500, perfect crop, and the colors have been enhanced. I'm going to export, and we're going to call that thumbnail.jpg, and I'm going to set Again, show my preview so that I can see what the quality is going to be. And I'm always going to go with, I'm not going to do 100% quality. I'm going to do 99 because look at the difference. It goes from 404.7 all the way down to 350.2. So there's a pretty significant difference there and yet no notable lossiness to the image quality whatsoever. So if I even bring that down to 90, I can't tell the difference there. So I'm happy with that. That's only 134 kilobytes. I'm going to export that. And now I've got that file. 
So we've established that now we've got that cropped, we've got it scaled, and we've got it saved to an image that is nice and small and is a maximum resolution of 500 by 500, which is important uh, if you are going to be using that online as an avatar mm. or something like that. Um, each site, each um, service that you're using is going to have its own um, limitations. Yes. As I say, YouTube has a limit of two megabytes per thumbnail image. Don't know why that is. I mean, you can upload a, a 10 gigabyte video. Yeah. But then you can only have a two <laughs> megabyte image. Yeah. yeah. So so it's just finding that happy medium beho- between crop, scale, and the actual JPEG quality that you are exporting. Right. I wish I was an artist like this. Oh, isn't that, that fantastic? That is a fantastic picture. She's just unbelievable. Blows my mind. Yeah. See, I make phenomenal stick men that are very wiggly. I can do stick houses oh good for you and that's it i can do some i capped off about grade three tongue nice that's it very good yeah i can do a colon and a p which is essentially the same thing that is exactly it yes (laughs) (laughs) the hipster version (laughs) all right well this is category five technology tv sasha it is time to jump over to your newsroom here on our new set how do you like that i'm excited to see her use the teleprompter I'm excited. Too. I'm I'm excited. I'm getting ready for it. You ready for it? Here are the stories we're covering this week in the Category 5.TV newsroom. A company who sold fake followers to social media users is under investigation for the practice. The largest cryptocurrency theft in history happened Friday in Japan with a loss equivalent to $530 million US. Apple is making the slowdown of old devices optional and net neutrality will be enforced in New York under orders from the the governor. These stories are coming right up. Don't go anywhere. Whether you shop on ThinkGeek, GearBest, B&H Photo Video, eBay, or Amazon, or even if you want a free trial of Audible, you'll find the best deals and support the shows we produce by simply visiting the shopping sites you already frequent by using the links on our website. Visit category5.tv slash partners for the full and ever-growing list and help us create more free content like this show. Thank you for shopping with our partners, and thank you for watching. This is the Category5.tv newsroom, covering the week's top tech stories with a slight Linux bias. I'm Sasha Rickman, and here are the top stories we're following this week. New York's chief prosecutor says the state is opening an investigation into a firm that allegedly sold millions of fake followers to social media users. Impersonation and deception are illegal under New York law, said Eric Schneiderman. According to the New York Times, the company, Devumi, stands accused of stealing real people's identities, which it denies. The paper linked the follower factory to a host of celebrity accounts. The Times published an in-depth report on Devumi on Saturday, including interviews with people who alleged that their account details and profile pictures had been copied to create realistic bots. It is alleged that others who wanted to increase their follower count, including actors, entrepreneurs, and political commentators, could pay to be followed by these bots. On social media, accounts with a high number of followers are able to boost influence, which can directly impact on public opinion. It can also bring other advantages to account holders such as job offers or sponsorship deals. Mr. Schneiderman said he was concerned that such opaque operations were undermining democracy. On its website, Devumi offers customers the chance to order up to 250,000 Twitter followers with prices starting at $12 or £850. Celebrities also can buy likes and retweets. The company sells followers on a range of other platforms, including Pinterest, LinkedIn, SoundCloud, and YouTube. The company is registered at a New York City address, although the New York Times alleges it's only a front, with its actual offices being in Florida. It also employs workers in the Philippines. Twitter has responded to the investigation, saying it is working to stop Devumi and similar companies. Wow, so... (sighs) If companies like that are happening like how prevalent mm-hmm. do you think it is how fake do you think the, the numbers are that well we're seeing? i do remember the news story where lady gaga had paid to have a huge boost on youtube yep and they caught her 
And so YouTube, it was this whole kerfuffle in the news, and you know, who well, does especially because right? with YouTube, you can earn revenue from the ads based on plays. And so if everybody, you know, if they say, "Oh, this is she's super yeah. popular," everybody's going to watch the video. But I think it's remember, trending. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I remember even going back in Canadian politics. Uh, I think to federal election two elections ago. There was a big kerfuffle about the federal conservative party purchasing um, fake social media profiles no to bolster oh, their damn. efforts online, and there was extra likes and stuff. So it's been going on for a while. Sure. How would you know if you had been turned into a bot? Like, do they? Like, how would I know? Like, my name oh, isn't you? being used. Would mm. I know that? If you search for the bald nerd. <laughs> um, right? like- yeah, I mean, how would you know? And and it's so it's so unfair to those of us. Like people say, why does Category Five have so view so few views on YouTube? We don't really. We have well, we have real views. That's, that's it. Yeah. So and and not to say that people who have high views are paying for views. That's that's not what I'm saying. But. It's so unfair to know that there are services that are charging people to be able to increase their viewership mm-hmm. or increase their Facebook likes and things like that. My wife is an author and she has submitted so many books and like she's written novels and she's written short stories and submitted them and knows that she's she gets these rejection letters on account of the fact that she doesn't have enough Facebook followers. So Somebody who is trying to establish themselves in this world as a author may say, okay, let's buy 10,000 Facebook followers. Now, we're not that type of family. We're not going to do that. And so my wife, who is a a better author than most that I I have ever read, is struggling to get noticed by the, the publishers or even the readers because of the fact that she doesn't have that platform. Mm-hmm. That's unfair. It is unfair. So go on to Facebook, Google Becca Ferguson on Facebook. It's not a biased account. <laughs> Actually, Becca's an amazing author. B-E-K-A-H. And it's not, it's not fair that these, <laughs> sorts of, these sorts of practices skew the numbers. It makes me think about the times when those stock market... Um, it was like bots that were increasing and inflating the yes. like the penny stocks. Mm-hmm. It's exactly the same practice. It's just a fake amount of of retweets that bring yes. up the actual views of, you know, these using social and uh, social yeah. media in order to control the population's um, next move. Right. So whether they're going to invest or whether they're going to vote mm-hmm. or yeah. whether they're going to buy a book. Right. And if, if it does actually influence the scholarships that you might get or the, or the job you might get, that's Absolutely, yeah. unfair because it's sort of pushing people into the corner where all of a sudden now they are forced to buy those. Because if that's the only way you're going to get that job, mm-hmm. are you going to stand by your principles or are you going to pay uh, and, and get in. Are you going to start going down that slippery slope? Mm-hmm. See, uh, and I'm looking at this going, with the advancement of technology and the very quick evolution of AI and all these other helper options that are out there in the tech world, are you going to be able to stop this type of stuff? Because sure, you get picked up, you know, you pick up this one company, but are you going to get some AI running behind a VPN that's going to, you know, mimic IP addresses from around the world to start creating something that looks real? Mm. I mean, can you stay on top of it to prevent it? I don't know. I would like to think so, but we're in such a day and age of technology that's driven by social media. It's almost impossible to get ahead of that curve and say, no, no, these are real people. I almost feel like to a certain degree, and I realize this is a tech show and I'm saying this, social media abuse has gone too far for dictating people's lives. And And we don't even realize it. Well, exactly. But Sasha, you asked the question, how do I know if if I've been hijacked and there's another me going around? I've always wondered that question, and so I regularly search myself up on Facebook. But the problem is, if I type my name, I only get regional results. I can start going globally or whatever, or try and figure it out more specifically, but unless you know the region you're in, it does make it much harder. Mm -hmm. And so when I was in West Virginia in the fall, I went to West Virginia, 
I searched my name, and I got an entirely different set of people on Facebook than I did hmm. here at home. Geolocation, yeah. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So are you going to be able to figure it out? I don't know. But I know that regularly I'm getting friends trying to add me on their second account. And I'm looking at going, right. you got one picture. and got no yeah. friends. Exactly. It's <laughs> and like, that picture is awfully pretty. I'm reporting this account. You know, but, I know. Uh, so I, I mean, I don't know if there is a way for you to be able to track it and make sure that nobody's stealing your identity. But we're in a world of almost 8 oh, billion people. all the time. Like, yeah. look, if somebody wants to be me. If we're <laughs> yeah. I have three other Robbie Fergusons who follow me on Twitter. I really? love that. I really do. Are you kidding? No. I love it. They, they're not None bald nerds, are they? Are the bald nerds. No, they are way cooler than I. <laughs> These are the guys. They're like, I really want Can that first page just, of Google. Like, at some point, just like a Google Hangout with the other Robbie Ferguson. Wouldn't that be awesome? Oh, oh that'd be so much fun. Let's yeah. get to know one another. <laughs> so if you're watching, your name is Robbie Ferguson. <laughs> or know. if you're a bald nerd. Oh, I funny. love it. <laughs> that's good. Okay. Japanese media say an exchange has lost 58 billion yen through hacking, the equivalent of about $530 million in cryptocurrency. The Coincheck Exchange said on its website Friday that it has halted sales and withdrawals of the currency, which is called NEM. It later added that it had also restricted dealings in most other cryptocurrencies too. Keep in mind, as many as 10,000 businesses in Japan are said to accept cryptocurrencies. Kyoto News Services reported that CoinCheck President Koichiro Wada apologized at a news conference and said the company may seek financial assistance. Kyoto says the CoinCheck Exchange detected the unauthorized access to its system early on Friday and promptly froze trading. The reported loss exceeds the 48 billion yen that the Jap Japan-based Mount Gox Bitcoin Exchange lost, lost back in 2014. Some 260,000 customers are said to be affected by the reported theft, but over the weekend, CoinCheck promised to use its own funds to reimburse more than 46 billion yen, around $423 million, to customers who lost their NEM cryptocurrency coins on Friday. The company says that it has the digital address of where the assets were sent. Interesting. Yeah. I, to be honest with you, if they have the address to where the cryptocurrency is sent, does that not mean that they could recover that cryptocurrency? Wouldn't it be nice if it was like the address, like, um, you know, yeah. 50 Young Street? I know that it's like probably a wallet. <laughs> it's, it's not a wallet like that. Number or something, right? Yeah. Well, but. it's not that identifying. Uh, the whole idea behind cryptocurrency is it's very anonymous. Mm -hmm. Right. Well, I mean, yeah. you covered the news story last week where there was the um, there was a bot or a, something where the money was being was, filtered to another location mm -hmm. and people yeah. weren't. I mean, at the end of the day, this is nothing more than ones and zeros. Right. And so, can you hide like that? basic code and tr you know remove that cookie crumb so to speak of where the money went to i mean sure they know the address it went to but from there where mm -hmm. did it go and then after that where did it go and how many other rerouters are there and i mean and if you're going to be stealing half a billion dollars in cryptocurrency right. you would think that you're going to reroute the money so many times disperse it so many times so that following that trail of crypto crumbs is near impossible i mean do you think though i mean this company has stood up and said yes we're going to reimburse everybody who's lost their money which i think is the honorable amazing thing. and honorable but i don't think that they should be the ones that that take the loss. I want there to be some way of tracking that money back down and, and getting it back. I don't love the, I, like, I love Is that the some idea. form of insurance though? Like does I the bank take wondering. the responsibility? But there is no bank when it's cryptocurrency, right? But that's what they yeah. represent is I basically guess. a cryptocurrency bank in right. a way, right? So, hmm. oh, it's so tough because I love the idea of anonymous money. I love taking, mm -hmm. I love cryptocurrency in theory, but then something like this happens and I think to myself, you can't oh. track it. It's not like somebody walking into a bank and putting a mask on and you can catch them on their way out the door. Yeah, they have it. It doesn't track, work that way. Right? Or or the numbers the serial numbers of the bills have been tracked or yes. you know, yeah. something. It's not, not like so much. That. It, it is funny that we say that because at the end of the day, it is just digital. It's Oh not, yeah, we it's know not, that. It's but not we physical. live in a world of digital. I know, but you it, go into a bank 
and the money that is there is, is not actually there. Physically. So yeah. it, it's it, trying to wrap my head around this because I know you can't technically do it this way, but it's almost like, <clears throat> why couldn't they just say, oh, we'll just type those numbers back in. Here you go. Oh, yes. Wouldn't like, that be nice? We've given you your balance back. I mean, sure, somebody out there has stolen money that they didn't pay for, but it's digital. There's no real currency. It's it's. But but, but there, money's just paper. If you're, if you're <laughs> saying if you that, but if you produce right? it, if you've produced paper money, then it's paper money. I mean, in Canada, we've got plastic money, but it's just like Robbie said. I mean, if you're in the bank, the money that's in there isn't actually there. If you recall uh, Y2K, the year 2000, when everybody was all freaking out about the Y2K bug, uh, I remember something about if 10% of the U.S. population withdrew their physical funds from the bank, the banks would be completely so, bankrupt because used, of interest that's been earned. It's not real money. Right. I used to work at a bank, and the most fun for me was when we exceeded, if we had too many deposits, and we exceeded the amount of money we were allowed to have at the branch, which was a very small amount. I'll it is small. You. Yeah, yeah. It was so much fun for me because I got to bag up the extra money. I could like hold the amount that a house costs in my hands <laughs> in a bag and just give it to the person you know, who, like, I just... Who was robbing you? No. <laughs> he was the person who was taking it to some secure location. I don't know oh, what okay. they do with the money. But, right. but it is true. Banks don't have the money. It's all just digital, right? Yeah. When, you, when you get a car loan, you're not actually borrowing physical money right. in any way. It's this weird promissory stuff. Yeah. Anyway. Okay, we've got to move on to the next story. <laughs> Sasha. <laughs> Apple has confirmed that a software update will let iPhone owners switch off the battery saver feature that slows down some models. The option to switch off the feature will appear on the iPhone 6, 6 Plus, SE, 6S, 7, 7 Plus, and... And other models. And other models. <laughs> and that's Robbie operating the teleprompter. And I apologize. <laughs> Last month, Apple apologized after it was found to be deliberately... Slow, <laughs> slowing down some of its services. I feel like Robbie's deliberately slowing down the news. <laughs> so, just take a breath. <laughs> doing the best I can. We're all doing the best we can, folks. <laughs> this is an exceptional opportunity. <laughs> An excellent opportunity to remind our viewers at home that we are all volunteers. <laughs> we don't get paid for this. No. We get no training. <laughs> we, I guess. Yes. <laughs> oh, that was good. <laughs> well timed for that story. <laughs> Customers were angry that Apple has not been upfront about its actions. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is a blooper, but we're live. We're actually on She's the air crying. right now. She's actually crying. I, I took a lot of cold medication to be able to. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm so sorry. Okay. <laughs> Should we just start the news over? <laughs> Cust of Luke's dump. <laughs> Customers were angry that Apple has not been upfront about its actions before the practice was discovered. Oh my god! Many gosh. had take it any time had long suspected the company, the company slowed, slowed down. down older iPhones to encourage customers to upgrade. Apple admitted to slowing down some phones with aging batteries, but said it was only done to prolong the life of the devices. The ability to switch off the battery saver will appear in the iOS 11.3 when it is late, released later this year. <sighs> Do you believe them? <laughs> no, you, uh... I think that they're trying to save their butts, to be honest. Oh, absolutely. Like, yeah. completely. Are phones going to, once you turn it off, like... They're going to speed up, obviously. Yeah, and so if it's optional to turn off the feature that slows down your phone, think gonna, about that yeah. for a second. Do you want to t slow down your phone or keep operating at peak efficiency? So, I mean, from the... Okay, so peak efficiency, from Apple's perspective, that is not the case. Because 
I mean, if you remember when we covered this story a few weeks ago, I think it was two weeks ago, the reason why they did the slowdown is because with software updates and everything, the processors, the phone couldn't handle the load. So that's allegedly. Why they slowed, allegedly, yeah. So that's why they slowed it down. I have an iPod Touch 5. Mm-hmm. I bought it. It cost me $300. Right. Okay. I've used it three or four times. It is affected by their slowdown. Right. Right. Nothing that I have ever done with it. I have not overused it. The battery still holds a charge and works perfectly. Mm-hmm. But the phone, the device itself, the the uh, the iPod Touch, it, it slows down. Right. Because of them. See, I have a iPhone 3GS at home that uh, got to the point of being unusable because mm-hmm. it was so stinking slow. And, and that forces you to upgrade. Please right. go with Android. Well, I did. Oh, okay. I mean, long time ago, I switched to Android. Right. Um, but I'm interested to see now, first off, if the, this option is going to be affected for models going back that far. Because, I mean, really, no, like... No, it's not. A 3GS? Plus. No, 6. My 5 that I bought just a couple years ago not, at Target, just before help. they shut down, so I couldn't return it. Right. Because Target went out of business here in Canada. Yes. So I'm stuck with this $200 device, a $300 device that I decided I didn't have a use for and literally have not used. Right. And it's not going and to be fixed work. by 11.3. That update, no. it's not going to fix right. it because it's not current And it's enough. a garbage device, and that's so. Apple's business model. Right. But uh, what I'm saying is it'd be interesting to see if they did apply it, how much would it change the phone? Because it is such an older model and the, the apps have advanced sure. and everything. Yeah. But see, part of the other issue I have with this, related but not really, is at a certain point, app developers start saying, this app isn't compatible, your software is too out of date. Sure. Or you can't even install this because mm-hmm. it's your, your software isn't at, you know, to the level it needs to be. Okay. And so even if it's not from the slowdown standpoint, developers force you to go to the newer models. Otherwise, you can't get their apps. Right. It's, I mean, it's a money game, right? We're, sure. We're in a culture of forced consumption. You have to buy the next newest thing to get the speed. Mm-hmm. And truth be told, if, if it's only helping like iPhone 6 and and more current, then you're just really pandering to the audience that's already used to buying the latest and greatest. Sure. I mean, how long ago did the iPhone 6 come out? Mm. Not that long mm-hmm. ago. I want to say it was four years ago. That's I, that's not long. No, I it's have, not. Like, most of my clothes are older than that, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, it's just... it's. I don't like it. It feels kind of dirty business to me yes. that all of a sudden they're saying, okay, well, well, we'll stop protecting your battery and your phone will work faster. And now all of a sudden what happens? Have you voided your warranty or what's going to happen mm-hmm. now? I, I just If they do the software, well, uh, it shouldn't void the warranty. I, I just, I can't subscribe to that mentality because I'm the kind of person, like you've got an older laptop there and it's getting yeah. slow. So what are we going to do? We're going to install a new version of Linux on it. Exactly. Bring it back to life. Mm-hmm. I've got, I'm not having to replace hardware. I'm just going to change the software. If I want to put like my iPod Touch, I couldn't use it for the teleprompter. I thought, oh, here's finally a use for the iPod Touch. Right. That I've used three times. We'll use it as a, as the teleprompter screen, and it wouldn't work because it was too slow. Because it no, because it, the the operating system didn't support the app. Right. Okay. So give yeah. me the new operating system. Exactly. It's it's unfair business. And mm-hmm. the truth of the matter is, at one point in my life, I was a huge fan of Apple. Everything looks so pretty with it was Apple. A very dark time of your life. It was. It, everything looks <laughs> looks fresh and clean. Yeah. But then you realize they trick you so incredibly into being blind to the fact that you're going to buy this. You're paying for form and, factor in a lot of cases. Yeah, yep. you're, and you're paying for it, and then all of a sudden, it's going to be obsolete before you can blink an eye. You can start college with one iBook, and before you're done college, you've already had to buy another one. Mm-hmm. It's not fair, and it's it's dirty business. <laughs> well, and I, I think Shame. it's... I think this whole thing has impacted Apple, because I was reading yesterday i think that already apple is cutting production of its new phone by 25 percent wow because the orders are not what they thought it would be Mm -hmm. so it makes me wonder are people saying well screw you apple 
because of this. I don't want to be treated like that. I hope, yeah. I hope yeah. so. I think that everybody should really band together and really only purchase things that they can use for a long amount of time, that they can get in and replace components at, at their will. So hardware is never going to be an issue. I really want us to stop being so driven by the latest and greatest thing. And if we could all learn to be makers, all learn to solder, and all learn what a capacitor and a resistor is... I have stop, the capacity to resist. And stop buying devices that you can't open and repair these things. Right. Then what a world it would be. I, I will give you... Okay, so somebody had mentioned in the chat room, just replace the battery. Yes. I had done that with my wife's phone in the past. But you're still... It's a software feature. Well, exactly. But her new phone, not an iPhone, thankfully, it is a Samsung... Uh, one of our kids dropped it and yes. there was something with the charge connection that it went loose and it wasn't charging properly. Mm -hmm. I went to open the phone to try and get to it. They make it so hard to get into the phones now. I mean, she's passed mm. her one-year warranty. Oh, it's a lot so of stuff to fit into a small package. Oh, I've got to give them that. Well, I agree, but the thing that bugs me is why do you have to remove the freaking screen? Why can't you just go to the other side and access it from the back? Mm -hmm. there, yeah. There's, uh, there are I've better got a G3. ways. I just pull the the back off and change the battery. I think I'm just going to go back to rotary. <laughs> <laughs> All right. New York has become the second state to enforce net neutrality with an executive order that prevents ISPs from obtaining state contracts unless they follow net neutrality principles. New York Governor Andrew Cuomo signed the executive order last week, just days after Montana Governor Steve Bullock did the very same. The states are challenging the Federal Communications Commission, which repealed its own net neutrality rules and preempted states from imposing similar ones. The executive orders attempt to run around the FCC's preemption of local laws. Instead of directly requiring all ISPs to follow net neutrality principles, the executive orders require state agencies to only do business with ISPs that offer neutral networks. Kumo said the FCC's dangerous ruling goes against the core of our values of democracy, and New York will do everything in our power to protect net neutrality and the free exchange of ideas. The order says that state agencies and departments may not enter into contracts for internet service for internet service unless the ISPs agree to adhere to net neutrality principles. ISPs would disqualify themselves from obtaining state contracts if they block, throttle, or prioritize internet content or applications or require that end users pay a different or higher rates to access specific types of content for applications. The New York order goes beyond Montana's by including the spe specific provision against charging users higher rates to access specific types of internet content and applications. Awesome. I love, love that. Way to find a workaround. I, I know. Well, and it's still being challenged. Sure. Apparently, the, the FCC is looking to legally block it, and there, it's going to become a big court issue. My guess is it's probably going to go right up to the highest levels of, of the courts. But I think it's great. I absolutely love this, just like you, Sasha, because there's so many impacts because of the removal of net neutrality that something like this will go a long way to... Helping the little man, for lack of a better expression, because if you're just somebody at home who's, you know, got a low-paying job, but you've got your internet, you're trying to get by, to have to start paying for all these other things because you're being throttled, it's, it's an unnecessary money grab. Mm -hmm. I mean, mm -hmm. it's just not right. I, I, I think this is a great story. I think it's good that there's politicians that are standing up for net, net neutrality, but finding a workaround to the FCC's mm -hmm. ruling and saying, okay, here's a way that we can still have net, net neutrality in its legitimate, like, in what it is, but getting around it completely. Right. Now, the interesting thing about this is it's only related to government contracts. So it's, but you have to have those. You can't, you can't be an ISP without them. Right. Well, you, it's a, if you're a little ISP that doesn't care about a government contract, then you're not going to bother making the change. But if you, this is going to impact the big ISPs. Sure. Because they're the ones that are going to want the government contract. Mm -hmm. uh, so I think it's great. It's too bad. Now, because it's just government, it does 
limit the footprint of the impact that this, this would have. But if there's a way to get around it to say that all ISPs, that would be even better. And I'm interested to see how many other states hop onto this. Mm-hmm. I, uh, it warms it my heart completely that they're stepping up and mm-hmm. yeah, maintaining. Now, we still have net neutrality in Canada, yes. mm-hmm. um, and I don't think that will ever go away. Uh, I mean, Bell wants it to. Of course they do. Yeah. They're, they're, they're a big company. They want to be able to, to throttle people as much as they can. I mean, mm-hmm. but I think from the general populace in Canada, I don't think that's something we would stand behind, and it would probably hurt Bell's image on a whole. But what is the big difference for somebody who's going, I don't know, net neutrality. Like, what do, what do you mean throttling? Nobody's put their hands around my neck. Like, what do you, what do you mean throttle? What, is, what are you talking about? Mm-hmm. What is throttling for somebody who doesn't know? Well, if you go on Netflix and Netflix is paid, because if there is not net neutrality and Netflix has not paid the premium to give you that at high speeds, then all of a sudden you get that buffering. And then right. all of a sudden you'll go to a different... That is you get a slower different. connections to certain services. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Oh, there you go. Big thanks to Roy W. Nash and our community of viewers for submitting stories to us this week. Thanks for watching the Category 5.tv newsroom. Don't forget to like and subscribe for all your tech news with a slight Linux bias. And for more free content, be sure to check out our website. From the Category 5.tv newsroom, I'm Sasha Rickman. And I'm Robbie Ferguson. And I'm Jeff West. It's been great having you here again with us this week. I hope that you've enjoyed yourself, and I look forward to seeing you again next week. So you take care. Have a good one. Bye. Bye.